0: Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See eBayMotors.com.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal.
0: Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together.
2: I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It
0: opened up so many more doors. The show is
2: called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Get a sound check.
2: Aha! Hit the drop! I pop off when I hear people say I cannot. I get off to the thought of proving everyone wrong. This is The Rich Eisen Show. What was Gruden thinking? If you don't know what to do, you won't play your... Knock on wood if you're with me,
3: over. Okay. Live
2: from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What was Gruden thinking? Are you kidding me? How do you turn that down? What are you thinking? Today's guests, Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian, Saints defensive end Cameron Jordan, actor and former NFL running
0: back Thomas Q. Jones. And now, it's a well, hey,
2: everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California, on this Westwood One radio affiliate, Coast to Coast, and the Odyssey app. And we say hello to our YouTube viewers, youtube.com/slash Rich Eisen Show. Yes, you can watch The Rich Eisen Show every single day right here on our YouTube page until we land on the Roku channel for free. Uh, sometime in September. We will be there very shortly, and we are excited to be coming to the Roku channel in September. But for the moment... Hello to our YouTube viewers, youtube.com slash Show, and we say hello to everybody in the chat room, the 457s. We say hello to you here on this Tuesday. Uh, we Jack's say Chat's been rebranded. To you. Chat,
0: rebranded chat.
2: I don't know what you mean by rebranding. Good Got to see you over there, Chris Got Brockman. It. How are you? What's up, Rich? Good to man? see you. Jay How's Felly, sitting in the chair for DJ Mikey D, who's somewhere, someplace. Good no to way. see you. What's Good up, to Rich? see you. TJ Jefferson lighting the candle. What's going on over there, TJ? Atmosphere and ambiance, Rich. Atmosphere and ambiance. That's the what old a we'll and very good good to have you all with us here 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on uh, whatever's on your mind we start today we start today's show with the date of June 30th June 30th let me let me do the math it's 31 plus 23 45 days ago month and a half Pretty much, right? We're not good at math. 45 yet. days ago. Did I get the math right? I'm more verbal than math. Uh, That's all over. 44 us. days? Oh, 31 and 244. Oh, okay. I'm terrible at math. That's all right. We should we should At least count. I carried the one. Um, so here we are, 44 days later. <laughs> from the day that Kevin Durant let it be known, I want to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. Fascinatingly enough... Just a couple of days after, Kyrie Irving says, I'm staying with the Brooklyn Nets. Right. And so he says, I'm staying with the Brooklyn Nets. And then Durant says, I wish to leave the Brooklyn Nets. And we're all wondering, so is it because Kyrie came back? Does he have a problem with Kyrie Irving being unreliable? Whether it was last year with the vaccine mandate or the... Previous season where he was troubled by social events in our country and took time off, at least that's why the uh, absence that occurred a couple times in the previous season with Kyrie Irving in the Nets, but one was particularly protracted over two weeks. Maybe it had enough of that, even though the two of them teamed up together when he left Golden State to show up in Brooklyn. But it was not that, apparently. It was apparently... As we learned later in July or earlier this month, you can kind of lose track. He had an issue, apparently, with the coach and the general manager, Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Durant let it be known, he will stay if they go. And true or not, well, apparently it was true because Joe Tsai, the owner of the Nets, came out and said, I'm, I'm sticking with my coach and general manager. But he said he was also sticking with Durant. How do you square that circle? Well, apparently the circle was squared yesterday. Or well, the square was circled yesterday. Or well, some shape, some sort of geometry mm-hmm. happened yesterday. Here in Los Angeles. We weren't even invited. Circle gets the square. <laughs> Couldn't like, even get uh, it. Right, the Hollywood squares. It was the Hollywood squares. be Goldberg for the block. Ah, uh, actually, actually... There is no block. It's, it's, all, it's all fun and games now. Because the genie has been put back in the bottle. Sean Marks, the general manager in question, released a statement today saying, Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Tsai and Clara Woodsai, his wife, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman, friend of the program, I added that, in Los Angeles yesterday. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. And interestingly enough, the logo's at the bottom of the statement. The Brooklyn Nets logo and the boardroom. So they're co-branding with Kevin Durant. Not just playing basketball. Look, that's a partnership. Maybe that's part of the partnership. They're co-branding the boardroom and and the Brooklyn Nets. Is that what it was all about? Co-branding? So Durant staying put or to use, I guess, the Ben Simmons phrase, Kevin Durant has re-entered the conversation because there's that one, too. Ben Simmons acquired by Sean Marks only to not play at all. And then have a back injury that sparked again just when it was time for the playoffs and Rumor had it. Stories have it. Reporting has it. The uh, Nets had a teamed text chat chain texting Simmons. Nice to have you back here in time for game four so we don't get swept by the Celtics. And according to reports, he exited that text chain. He exited the conversation, (laughs) which is a 21st century way of giving everybody the middle finger. New phone. Who this? I understand. So, put it all together, Kyrie Irving decides, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get that money elsewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll just go back. Durant says, you know what? I'm out. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll just go back. Simmons, I'm assuming, has re entered the chat. So, the 2022, 2023, Brooklyn Nets have a new rallying cry. Yeah, sure. Why not? There <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's pretty good. Put on a banner. That's pretty good. Put on a t-shirt. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Brooklyn Nets basketball. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <That's pretty
3: good. laughs> that, that would be great to post yeah. on a billboard, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. The picture yeah, what else are we going to do? UK.
2: Well, you know. What else are we going to do? That's basically... What the current belief outside of the Nets building is, perhaps there is a true belief that this can work. Because I said it first week of July. A <laughs> First week of July. I even ducked underneath the table after I said it. <laughs> what if the Nets tell Kevin Durant, Tough. No. <laughs> yeah. We're not trading you.
0: Sorry, dude.
2: No. Kyrie's opted back in. Ben Simmons is going to be, I guess, remade the $6 million man, right? Seth Curry's there. Yep. Harris is coming back, right? We got a team. This is the best chance you all have to go get a championship or be paid what you're going to be paid to win a championship. In New York City, by the way. So... We'll just say no. We'll say yes, Kyrie, welcome back. And no, Kevin, you're not leaving. And I guess what this was was a 44-day-long no. 54, 54-day-long 54 no.
3: Days. God, jeez, how <laughs> terrible are we at math? Not, not great. We can all spell pretty well, though. So there's, 31, 23, 54.
2: Good God. Lord, I should have written it down. We got it now. <laughs> a 54- Day-long no. It was longer than Tom Brady's retirement. Yes, I agree. It was. And uh, I guess that's the way you say no to Kevin Durant. It's just like, okay, you know what? You go find a spot if you want. And then we'll listen. And then in the process of us listening, we'll just uh, blow up the Celtic relationship with Jalen Brown for a minute. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> You know, we'll do that. (laughs) We'll cause Jalen Brown to get all pissed off (laughs) with the rumors that the Celtics are listening for the Nets entreaties for Brown and others.
3: Messed up their chemistry. You know, had Brockham fired up.
2: How many other teams are going to say, we'll blow up our team for Durant. Leak those things out so everybody knows when it doesn't happen. That uh, your team was willing to part with you for Durant. FYI, it's just a little FYI, Boston. For your information. As we learned, by the way, that Jason Tatum was significantly injured during his spectacular season in which he played an absurd amount of minutes and almost got the Celtics to the promised land.
3: So
0: That's insane.
2: there's
3: that.
0: We even talk about that yesterday.
3: There's that.
0: A hairline fracture in his wrist for a couple months?
3: Yeah, but we knew something
2: was...
0: He was first-team All-NBA. We
2: thought it was his shoulder when he went running off the court in the playoffs and then came back after Marcus Smart did the same thing. Uh, But at any rate, this is about the Nets for the moment trying to get to the point where they could at least win a single playoff game against those Celtics. And so that's going to be the question. Every single time that this team takes the court, body language, timeout. They're going back to the Mm -hmm. huddle. Who's going to listen to to, uh, Coach Nash? Who's doing that? Body language. Every single time. Get ready for it. And at least they're not in a media market that's not going to be talking about it all the time. Wait a minute. Hold up. (laughs) Wait a minute. And then trade deadline starts to roam around. What happens if the Nets are around 500 and Simmons isn't playing? Where he is playing and he doesn't seem like he's the same. But kudos to Joe Tsai, man. Holding his ground. He's got a great team on paper. But as my friend Kenny Main would say, games aren't played on paper. They're played inside TV sets. And we will be turned (laughs) to these games and tuned into these games in a significant way to see how this all shakes out. This was truly the only play the Nets could have had, which is get Kyrie back, tell Durant you're staying put. Somehow, someway, Ben Simmons realizes his career is at some form of a crossroads, and he comes back, and Steve Nash weaves it all together, and everybody buys what he's selling. And everybody's healthy, and the team meshes, and Nash knows how to weave it all together, and hunky-dory, Nets... Have a shot at a one seed, a two seed, and look out because Durant is Durant and Kyrie's Kyrie, and Simmons used to be Simmons, and Steve Nash knows a lot of basketball from his outstanding playing days, and the bench does well, and everybody does well. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's it. <laughs> 2022, 2023 Nets. Yeah, sure. Why not?
3: <laughs> i want to see that on billboards on the side of buses That's and subways so in new york city funny everywhere yeah sure why yeah. doesn't that sum it yeah. it sums it up bobby yeah. cannavale sums it up
2: <laughs> as is uh making sure that his parking spot was secured outside in front of his <laughs> brooklyn spot by the way i one of the greatest parking jobs of all time indeed sir indeed <laughs> So, what do you guys think out there? 844204 Rich, or you could chime in on the chat room, all you 457s out there. <laughs> um, putting up a poll right now.
0: Uh, yes. At Rich Eisen show yes. Now that Durant's back, how far do the Nets go? Lose in the first or second round, lose in the Eastern Finals, lose in the NBA Finals, win the NBA title.
2: But Durant, in the same way that you always point out, Brady never used the word retire. Durant never left.
0: He asked for a trade. That technically is saying, like, I don't want to be here. That's correct. <laughs> like, And how Patrick about
2: Johnson. that? How about that? He says, I want to trade, and uh, he doesn't get one.
0: Kyrie and Durant are what back, is, really, right? What is,
3: what is this world coming to in the NBA? I mean, wow. Kyrie
0: was going to the Lakers for a second,
3: I thought. I don't know. Brockman, I tried to tell you neither one of them are leaving that yeah, team for do, months. You're kind of on that. What did he just said Dude, was ready? Celtics, <laughs> Nets wow. games will be <laughs> oh, lit. Crap.
2: Lit, 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 lit. With Jalen Brown going against the Nets. Kyrie going against the Celtics. Sixers versus Nets games. Lit. This guy texted me lit. this
0: morning. What if the Sixers get lit. KD? And lit. I was like,
2: You'll lose in the first round? <laughs> I hate you. Lit. <laughs> lit. It's going to be great. Same thing with this program. Uh, on the show, uh, Thomas Q. Jones. 10,000-yard rusher in the NFL, now a successful actor, will be here in studio. Always love checking in with him. Cam Jordan of the New Orleans Saints, he's a a delight. And uh, can't wait to check in on a team that nobody's talking about that has an opportunity to make the playoffs this year, for sure. And uh, I'm sure he's got an opinion on the hit on Kayvon Thibodeau that is perfectly legal, as I found out on uh, Twitter Uh, The offensive line Twitter has uh, made me, along with Emmanuel Acho, public enemy number one. Uh, But I, I don't know what Emmanuel said after he went all in on Thibodeau being hit and how horrible it was. Uh, I know I made a a culpa yesterday, and I guess we got to get our information out a little bit more because I have been offensive line Twitter's Roasted. favorite punching bag over the last 24 hours. Roasted. Even though I came on the show yesterday, raised my hand, said, My bad. Social media tough, Rich. Oh, it's all right. It is tough. I got a thick skin and 1.2 million Twitter followers of my own to strike Ooh, back with. stun on them, Rich. Stun on them. With my chest. <laughs> it's
3: real deep, baby. No, uh, do, baby. Know what that
0: means?
2: Yeah.
3: Also, <laughs> going hey, you know who's coming up next? We, I like to Philly. You know who's <laughs> coming
0: up next
2: in five minutes' time? Steve Sarkisian. Hey, Sark of, uh, of Texas football. Have they been in the news at all this? I can't wait. I summer? want them. I want them to win it all, not just because there's so many UT fans that would want to, just to see if Ohio State fans own this quarterback too that they had watched being sent somewhere to the Gulf South. States. They'll own Quinn Ewers too because he sat in a meeting room for a year and saw CJ Stroud do so well. He's like, I got to get out of okay, here. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> and Steve Sarkeesian's like, We're starting him. Okay. Kid from Southland, Texas. Going to start playing ball in Austin, Texas, September 10th, 2022. Alabama, Texas. Hey, now. So Sark taking the, the latest Jeez. former Saban assistant to go against Saban. This is going to be lit. It's going to be great. He's joining us in just five minutes' time. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I'm following baseball again. TJ Jefferson <laughs> is not. Great day. Great day on you The are, Rich Eisen Show. back. Oh, you yeah. Back. Uh, but like Duran, I was never gone. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the YouTube stream and this Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio network affiliates steve sarkeesian hook him when we come back yeah, sure. Why not? it's that time of year people spring has sprung and that means spring cleaning or at least on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here with our terrestrial radio outfit, eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen show. He is the head coach of Texas Longhorns football. He is none other than Steve sarkeesian here on the Mercedes-Benz vans phone line. How are you, coach?
1: i'm um, great thanks for having me on guys been, I, I didn't even know there was other sports going on in the world right now you guys are talking nba basketball yes. i thought it was all football football football
2: well you know what um i feel the same way but then when kevin durant says i want to trade and then doesn't get one 54 days later and says i'm back that's the conversation you know what i'm got saying it, got it okay what else do you, need? Do, you, do you need do you need traffic and weather together i can do that too i can provide that on uh, here on the twos or whatever so that's a no okay how are you coach what's going on in your world what's going on in your world great
1: man we uh you know kind of wrapping up training camp um started school and just getting excited for college football again you know there's nothing i love this time of year um you know getting ready for the football season obviously college football high school football is cranking it up Mm. nfl's around the corner um this is you know there's nothing like the falls and here we go it's it's about that time
2: let's get into it so your decision to go with Quinn Ewers at quarterback was based on on what coach
1: um, you know i think I think this is Quinn you know he's a, a very talented young man and um you know he's a guy that um you know graduated high school a year early and went to Ohio State last fall and then came to us this spring you know so we've kind of looked at him almost like his number one player in the country in this year's class if he would have stayed but reclassified and went out but since he's shown up he's been a great teammate he's been really coachable and he's just a guy that quite frankly can make all the throws you know he's very comfortable in our system of you know pushing the ball down the field he's got a really quick release and i i like the leadership i, I like what he provides i like the way the guys respond to him when he's in the game and um feel comfortable about the people that we have around him at the spot That. Uh, you know he doesn't have to be the guy to make all of the plays that they can make the plays for him. So we feel really good about it.
2: What is Texas affording him? At, uh, pardon me, I have to say it correctly. The Ohio State did not. What do you think, Coach Sark? You that? know
1: I, I don't know. I, I think it was a difficult situation. You know he you know he didn't go to Ohio State last year until I think they might have already started training camp, and that's difficult. You're a true freshman. You go into a to a, to a different setting with a bunch of guys that you really didn't get recruited with. Um, you're kind of behind the eight ball trying to learn a new system. You're away from home. Um, I think for us, naturally, he knows a lot of the guys on this team because, you know, for being from Texas makes sense to him. Got himself an entire offseason from winter conditioning to spring ball to summer to get acclimated. I just think all in all it's just a better um, setup for success. You know, I don't think it was anything against Ohio State. I think it was just difficult for Ryan and, and their team to get him acclimated as quickly as, as they needed to, where we had months to get him prepared for it.
2: Steve Sarkeesian, Texas Longhorns, head football coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. How does one get ready for Louisiana Monroe on September 3rd when there's Alabama a week later? How do you, what do you do there, Coach Sark?
4: Well, I, I think the
1: one thing for us, you know, Rich, we We have 35 new scholarship players out of our 85 on our roster. Um, So we've got a lot of new faces, um, whether they're high school kids, whether they're transfers. So we've got to get everybody acclimated to who we are and how we go about our business. Um, You know, I think at the end of the day, we've got to focus on what we need to do. Um, You know, we we recognize, hey, we're trying to figure out Louisiana Monroe, who's got, you know, new, new coordinators on both sides of the ball. We're trying to get ourselves right. We recognize, we know who's, who's coming week two, uh, but if we don't put our best foot forward in week one, if we don't start getting ourselves uh, in a position to play at a really high level, regardless of the opponent, it, it, we're all going to feel upset about it. So we've got to focus on what we need to do. Um, and, you know, the old adage, you know, you take them one game at a time. But yes, I sure. think for us, I think it really is that. You know, we're breaking <laughs> in a new quarterback. We've got a lot of new faces. We've got some young players up front. Um, so we've got to make sure that we're, we're getting our Ducks aligned to have a successful season, and then if the opponents come, then you got to prepare for the opponent.
2: And it just so happens the opponent ha- is uh, Alabama, though, uh, and uh, a, a guy on whose staff you, you once coached, obviously, and Nick Saban. But also with Texas going to the SEC in short order, in soon order, conversation nationally, and I'm sure your kids hear it, is that Texas is going to get stomped once they get to the SEC. And what better way to combat that than place this calling card down on September 10th? Wouldn't you say, Coach? Well,
1: you know, know, what people say, I really don't give a crap, quite frankly. I care about us playing good football. Mm -hmm. And whether we're in the Big 12 or the SEC or – Conference USA, it really doesn't matter. It's about the, co- the product and, the, and what we put on the field. And so we're focused on what we need to do. Um, you know, at the end of the day, people can say, I told you so, or people got to eat their words. You know, that, that's up to us.
2: The I don't give a crap line, was that delivered by, was given to you by McConaughey? Did he write that down for you to bust out in an answer? <laughs> no, for, to question. I'm that sure
1: he'd probably, he'd probably say it a little more eloquently. Than
2: I, <laughs> <about this> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. When was the last time you spoke to McConaughey? When was the last time you oh, spoke to Matthew? Ah, I
1: yeah. spoke to him a um, month or so ago. Right. I, I don't know. He's been around a bit. You know, COVID was hard on everybody, of, right. of getting connected, especially when I first got the job. But uh, he's been around um, a little bit more now, was out at at the spring game, was out when we opened the new Moody Center. So it's been great to see him. He, he's obviously a, a tremendous longhorn.
2: Okay. A best most important question I might ask during this entire interview, uh, or I will. Uh, who's got the better hair, McConaughey or Quinn Ewers? Who's got the better hair? What do you got for me? Oh
4: man! Right, evaluate,
2: evaluate. The well, eye in the sky I, doesn't lie, Coach. Come on now. Yeah, you know, I
1: think I think McConaughey keeps his hair. You know, kind of. You know, I, I don't know what product he's got in there, <laughs> but he definitely the the hair is it looks nice. Mm. Quinn, he kind of just lets it go, lets it flow, and um, but that's. That's kind of, I think, what we like about him. You know, he's, he hmm. kind of, that's the way he plays the game, just kind of lets it rip.
2: Coach, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas football, Longhorn head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. How has NIL changed your world, Coach?
1: Um, pretty dramatically. Um, I think for all of us in college football, and I, I don't think it's just NIL. I think there's been some pretty radical changes that have occurred uh, in college football. You can talk about NIL. You can talk about the transfer portal. You can talk about conference realignment. Um, you know we're we're in a changing times right now in the space that we operate in, and uh, like an old boss of mine once told me, you know, adapt or die. And you know, there's a reason dinosaurs aren't here anymore, right? They couldn't adapt. And so <laughs> we, we, we've got to we've got to continually adapt to the changing times. NIL is part of that. The transfer portal is part of that. Conference realignment is part of that. And um, we've got to make sure that we're doing our part as coaches that, to uh, to navigate through that. Uh, but, but never lose sight of our job is to make sure that we're putting our players in the best position to be successful. And so regardless of what they're doing off the field from an NIL perspective, regardless of what conference we're in, uh, regardless of a guy might transfer, might not, we still got to coach them hard. we still got to put them in position to be successful.
2: Have you had a player – Coach, come into your office, or you into their living room, and say, "I've been offered this by one school for an NIL deal. You match it. I come to Texas." Has that happened yet? To you,
1: um, not, not so directly. I think people still are, are pretty tactful about things like huh. that. But you know, you gotta you gotta read between the lines. It's like anything. You know, you go through life. You, you got to have the ability to um you know read the coverage as i say and you know, if it looks like cover two and it smells like cover two it's probably cover two and so you know now how do you how are you going to react to those things and i think at the end of the day you know as, as we've been we've been preaching and, and banging on and we've been recruiting really good for the last two years is we want people that want to be at the university of texas because they love this place they love our football program they they, they love the history and tradition. They love the, the, the education, the power of the degree. They love the city of Austin. You know, whenever I talk recruiting, NIL is, is on the back burner because if you're coming here because of NIL, uh, you're coming for the wrong reasons. You know, is, is it, could it be something, you know, special here? We've got a great city. It's an up-and-coming city. Um, the economy is tremendous. We've, we've got, you know, a, a lot of the tech world is moving here. I mean, It's fantastic. But don't come play football at the University of Texas because of that. Come here because we've got a rich history and tradition. We've got a great stadium. We are going to the SEC. We've got a really good roster right now. The byproduct of that will be, you know, maybe you'll get some NIL deals because uh, we've got a great city to live in.
2: Well, I mean, but you've been around the pro game as well, Coach. I mean, it does seem like the college world is heading in that direction. It really does, just in terms of, uh, the amount of money in terms of you know Texas, Oklahoma going to uh, the SEC. I'm sitting here in Los Angeles, another spot you used to coach in. This is Big Ten country now. I mean, it's crazy, but this is Big Ten country. Do you do you get that sense? Super conferences, sort of uh, like an AFC and an NFC, is coming in college football. I I,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's moving, you know, and it, how far and how much we shift, I don't know. That one was, you know, what you're talking about with SC and UCLA, having grown up in LA and having spent a lot of my career at USC. Them being in the Big Big Ten is, is kind of that one kind of shook me a little bit. Yeah, but I'm that's a, that that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's so much just change that's happening in college football right now, and they all seem like the biggest issue. The transfer portal seems like a huge issue. NIL seems like a huge issue. Conference realignment seems like a huge issue. How far is all this stuff going to go? The, the TV contracts that now are getting signed just got signed by the Big Ten and kind of what's going to happen moving forward. These are massive issues going on. And I think, like we've been talking to our kids about, we've got to focus on what's right in front of us right now. Control We can control uh, the powers that be are going to make the, the necessary decisions. Then we've got to adapt to them. And um, you know, Obviously, you mentioned in a couple years we'll be going to the SEC. And what does that look like? I don't know. What I do know is we're playing in the Big 12 right now. What I do know is SC and UCLA are still in the Pac 12 right now, so we got to focus on what we can control, and that's that's putting our best foot forward and our best team out there on the field this year.
2: Well, then before I let you go, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to chat with you before that game against Alabama, but uh, what what did you glean from Nick Saban being around him that you did take with you to Texas, Coach? Yeah,
1: I mean a lot. Uh, Obviously, I mean he's you know the the greatest to ever do it. for a reason, you know, but I, I think one of the things that, that he does a tremendous job of, you know, he, he lives a very regimented, disciplined life, and, and what I mean by that is he, he's very scheduled, he knows what he's going to do, what times of the day, and in turn, that spills over into the entire organization, that spills over into the team, um, you know, that that they, they operate in a way that is very structured, it's very disciplined, that it, it, they know what is expected of them on a daily basis. And I think that's a byproduct of who Nick is as a person. Um, that doesn't mean they don't have a lot of fun. That doesn't mean that they're not tough and physical. That doesn't mean that they don't, you know, play fast and all, any, anything else. But I think it all stems from kind of the regimented discipline that he has in his life that then in turn kind of bleeds into the organization and to the team.
2: So are you saying you glean from that and then your life is more disciplined? now in well, Texas? I, I
1: think it was helpful it was really it was really good for me to kind of see it and then live it in a way that man this is what I do on Tuesdays at three o'clock or this is you know, this is what my game planning looks like this is when I make my recruiting calls and then it, it allows everybody else that structure allows everybody else to kind of fall in line with what you're doing uh, and it minimizes the unknown you know it minimizes the uncertainty and it keeps everybody you know kind of time on task
2: Hmm. And so, what's the angriest you ever made him, Coach? What's the angriest that happened? Wow. You got a good one on that one. Um,
1: there was one day in practice. Mm-hmm. We uh, we were working on kind of a uh, a big personnel, almost a short yardage type situation. Yeah. And I could not get the formation right that he wanted me to align up in. Mm-hmm. And man, he got he was upset with me because. I was a new I was a new coordinator and uh, obviously I was in still some things offensively that that I think that I thought would be beneficial to the team uh and I clearly didn't do a good enough job of learning <laughs> what uh what they had been doing offensively and so that was that was one time i it was i got it. i we kind of still get a little bit of a chuckle about that one but that was about the the most upset I, I got him and that was in practice it was not in the game i
2: don't know if you saw he got in a contract extension so he's not going anywhere anytime he deserves
1: soon. it he probably needs more than that whatever he got i mean he's he's unbelievable yeah
2: it's i mean uh, it is great whenever i get a chance to talk to him and uh and try and pick up things from him myself just talking ball with him i can only imagine what's been like in a meeting room and now uh, you'll be across the field against him in just a few weeks' time, which is something that uh, so many people are looking forward to, college football right around the corner. Coach, I appreciate the time right here. Appreciate with you. you guys. Let's do this again soon. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. You got it. That's, that's Coach Sark, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas football. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Texas, Alabama, then in October, Texas A&M, Alabama. Does Alabama play Georgia. Or once again, they don't? I don't think they do, actually.
0: What the hell is with that? I'm not the uh, SEC
2: scheduler. But but I don't understand it. um... How do they not play every year? What the hell? Because they figure that they're going to play for the championship? Yeah, what it is? probably. Man, I'd love Michigan to just take those times off every now and then against their... Oh, no, Jesus. Top this is, opponent. This is
0: not about Michigan. Uh, um, no, but it, 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 you're making it about Michigan. I am because it's,
2: for some reason, Michigan every year it's got to be Penn State, got to be Michigan State, got to be Ohio in your State. Division
0: be... in conference. Oh That's God. how that works. Alabama, Georgia, not in the same division.
2: So, so what? We're playing Iowa. First game on the road in the Big Ten, where Big Ten seasons go to die. You're in the top ten. That game shouldn't be close against. But Alabama Iowa. didn't play Georgia last year, right? They played
0: in the championship.
2: Game. Oh my god. Like,
0: what, what do you mean? Come on. Why do you need to play them twice? You want to play Ohio State twice?
2: Um No, no you
0: don't. Exactly.
2: No. But I guess that's the way the SEC makes sure one of them gets through is avoid the usually two top they, teams playing each other. They
0: both get through if Yeah. You know. They're also better than everyone.
2: Come on. How how is Alabama not playing Georgia? in the regular season, because 2 years in a row. I, I don't know what the They point. are in the same conference, right? Well, what's the point? What do you mean what's the point? It's that they're they're in the same conference. You should get to well, have to play them. They are. They play each other for the SEC championship. But that's not a guarantee, is it? I mean, it pretty much is. Oh my gosh. LSU fans want to hear from you. Let's take a break here and when we come back, we'll talk Yankees Mets game, but not the reason why you think I'm talking about it though.
3: Ooh. Because you actually one? thats not. No, the, okay.
2: <laughs> and that won. is not why I'm going to talk about it. That's not why the country's talking about it. That's not why a, a video now currently has over eight million views, I believe. Yeah, I was hoping we'd skip over that, but apparently we're not. We're, we're not, not skipping we're, over. over it. No, it uh, oh, we're coming back here on the program. This this needs to be brought to this audience does it rich? It does and it. discussed.
0: Oh, wait!
2: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four. Rich, number to dial. when callaway engineered chrome soft to be the best tour ball didn't just make the best players better it made everyone better men women first time major winners repeat major winners club champions business golfers everybody including me the chrome soft family's got the best tour performance for every type of performance i use the regular chrome soft designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel more distance and incredible forgiveness i use the triple track technology i love those lines on the golf ball it just actually makes me putt better i feel it for putting it's perfect it is great i do love it uh chrome soft x provides excellent spin consistency and tour level short game control for better players looking for more workability and finally the chrome soft xls gives you that lower spin golf ball on longer shots firmer feel but still with a high spin around the greens if the u is somebody who's pretty damn good at golf now, every Chrome Soft is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specs up to one one thousandth of an inch. Look, when you add it all up, it's pretty simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at slash Chrome Soft. Tim in New Jersey, let's take his phone call here on the Rich Eisen Show at 844 204. Rich, what's up, Timothy? Hey, Rich, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Hey. How are you today? Where, where, where you been? What exit are you from, Tim? Uh, Originally, I'm
4: from Exit 17 off the uh, Parkway. Okay. Uh, Not the Turnpike, but now I'm down by
2: Philly, so I'm Exit 4 off the Turnpike. Oh, so right around where Dr. Oz lives.
4: Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I lived in Philly for about 13 years and then moved out to to Southern Jersey. Okay, sure. So what's on your mind? Well, I don't know. You know, sometimes I have a hard time interpreting these these Jets games, and, you know, I know there's a lot of hype around preseason, but I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on the first half of the Jets-Falcons game. So there's obviously a lot of narratives going on with Zach Wilson going down, Flacco having to come in and kind of be the starter. Then we wanted to probably, I would imagine, get our second and third string guys like a lot more work, um, assuming that we may need some depth this season. But like, how did you interpret the 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 quality of the offense and defense in the first half versus the quality in the second half?
2: Wow. Look at you, Tim. Uh, here's the thing. I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, I only watched it uh, – I was flipping back and forth between Jets, Falcons, and Mets, Yanks uh, okay, because Falcons. right now right now, my Yanks need my, my support, and <laughs> I'm locked in on that, and I'm particularly nervous about the way things are going there. And the Jets, uh, I mean, uh, in a preseason game against the Falcons here, – here's the way I look at it, Tim – um, is that clearly they need Zach Wilson to get back and get back soon they're they're not they're not making the playoffs and 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 also you know uh, with the ultimate of respect to Mike White and Joe Flacco, we, we need to see like we need to see uh Garrett Wilson evaluated properly and Brees Hall evaluated properly and we need to see you know, the rest of the offense take a, a step forward. And, and, and that's got to happen with Zach Wilson. We got to get him back out there and healthy and see what he can do and go through whatever lumps he's going to go through. Or, heaven forbid, he can take a literal step and then a monster figurative step forward. That said, uh, I am really bullish on the Jets' defense. How does that sound? I'm really I, – I, 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 I'm trying to control myself. But <laughs> I look at Sauce Gardner and I see a defensive rookie of the year. I just do – I see a guy that's not going to get thrown at. I see a guy that's going to actually not get thrown at and help that pass rush that the you know Jermaine Johnson looks really good. The rest of that pass rush I think is much improved. And and I just think that kid in the back of the defense taking away what he's going to take away and I think the uh, you know first couple of opponents from the AFC North because the Jets are in the AFC North for the first month of the season, they're gonna they might test him they might throw in mm-hmm. his direction and I think that's gonna be a mistake and I think a lot of teams are gonna learn that fast and I think he is going to be not just an anchor on the field but in the locker room and in the community I am so high on Sauce Gardner but anybody who takes in the show knows. That I've been that since I saw him physically in person for the first time at the combine and pounded the table for him until I heard his name, thankfully, in Las Vegas to the Jets. That's the way I'm looking at him. How well, does that thanks sound? so
4: much. Yeah, I'm super bullish on Mod um, uh, Gardner too because
2: um, you got to call him sauce. Yeah. You got to call him sauce, Tim.
4: You well, gotta, no, he doesn't get the sauce right until he gets his first six six in the regular.
2: Well, I, I, <laughs> you know what? That's that. That's the Luke Fickle way of looking at it. I appreciate you taking in the show, Tim. Thanks. Call back. Let's let's chat. I like that. That's good. But uh, he sauce here. Sauce. Planet sauce. Sauce. Sauce.
3: You South. were
0: watching fourth quarter mop up time. I was not. With the no, potential. I was too busy watching
3: the Yanks and the Got Mets. It. He wanted you to really break down the preseason game <laughs> with third stringers. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I love like, it. Wait, what?
0: And... <laughs> I was watching just to see what the final score was.
2: What for the oh of the football did game? Did you really wager on that? I game? did not actually. Okay, good for you. I
3: Would it surprise not. you if he did though? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yanks, Mets, big game. Yanks needed it. They got it. They actually beat Max Scherzer. Judge actually homered off of Max Scherzer after having a dreadful appearance oh, against man, Max Scherzer yeah. in uh, Queens a couple weeks ago. So, but that's not what uh, uh, most of the country and everybody is taking out from this game. I know you're Look, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I grew up in Yankee Stadium. I've seen all types. I have seen all types on the four train. I've seen all types in the bleachers. I've seen all types. Uh, I, I used to, my friends and I in the stump Merrill Yankee years used to get uh, general admission seats, which is like in the top five rows of the stadium. We went right behind home plate. I saw the bird's eye view. It was amazing. I went to bat day as a kid. I did all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been, I've been there and done that. I have seen all types. And just when you thought you've seen them all. I'm a 53-year-old man. I've never seen this before. Amazing. This man needs to be identified. <laughs> he is poking a hole, using his straw into the tops and bottoms of a hot dog and then sucking the uh, meat out of the straw and then placing the straw away. And then now that there is a tube in the tube of the <laughs> hot dog, he is sipping his beer <laughs> through the hot dog. Now, I've, I've heard about, hey, you go to the game. Let's have a hot dog and a beer, not a hot dog in the beer, using the hot dog as a conveyance to consume the beer. I've never seen this before. I don't understand it uh in, and but at least he doesn't take the in the innards part of the hot dog doesn't go to waste he sucks it out of the straw yeah can't wait just, it, just in case what he wants to use the straw later i mean i you don't never understand know. Yeah, you never know. I, and then and then places it in the beer like in front of others like he's in public like sir people can see you genius people can see you do this hey, by the way genius
0: move I mean, yeah it's amazing
2: n- why i wish i thought of that first. does the beer taste better sucking it through the hot dog Probably the two of my favorite things put together. <laughs> I can't No, I know, to I know try a that. hot dog and a beer is the classic combination. You go to the game, I'm going to have a hot dog and a beer. Hot dog and a beer. You eat the hot dog and you drink the beer. You don't pop a hole through the hot dog, suck out the meat from the straw, pause. place the straw yeah. away. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't go ahead and use the hot dog to consume your beer through the hot dog. Your mother's watching, sir. So, all together, this human being, and I will ask anybody who wants to chime in, 844204 Rich, you want to put it on Twitter? Yeah. Genius? Madman. Those are the two choices. uh, Is this person a genius or a madman? He's He's a madman. Uh, That's what i choose. Hannibal Lecter would do this if he was somehow free and at a baseball game. That's like the fava bean in the nice Chianti. You don't poke a hole through the fava bean and consume the Chianti.
0: That guy is a madman. All right, it's up on Twitter at Rich Eisen Show. Uh, dude
3: at Yankees last night, what drinking the hell? Drinking a beer in public? Dogs.
2: Like, do that in your own home. Genius. I,
3: get a room. I'm I mean, I'm at the point now where every time I see something like this, I just I go, this person is this isn't real, and they're just doing this to try to make a viral video. Of
2: course, I
0: saw I this. I
3: saw this on John Boy Media.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: Um, and and so um. The point is that gives you pause. That says maybe this is a setup. <laughs> is because the camera was trained on this individual from start to finish, which makes me think either a it's a setup mm-hmm. or b b that wasn't his first hot dog, straw, and beer <laughs> of the night. <laughs> right. Of the night. Said, in consideration. Wait a minute. He got another hot dog and another beer. I, I need fi- to get my phone out. Film this. It's Here right we right go. Right. It's a glizzy straw. And then he did it again. He did it again. Which means he's a gluttonous madman.
0: Um, at least he didn't add relish or anything. Oh.
2: I mean, is normally isn't it, a Nathan, not,
0: is it a Nathan's hot dog? What kind of hot dogs? The I,
2: I don't games? know. By the way, uh, speaking on behalf of Judaism, definitely not kosher. <laughs> to put a, a hot dog could be in a, a kosher beer, kosher beer, maybe. I don't think so.
3: I don't think. That exists? Yeah,
2: that a that's, that's okay, mixing. That's, milk, that, that's mixing uh, uh, kosher and non-kosher. I'm
0: asking you guys. There's 50% the I don't of the believe. Room is... Let's <laughs> just put it this way. I do
2: not believe that was blessed by a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> what if
0: he's a rabbi?
2: I don't think so either, sir. I okay. doubt
0: that. <laughs> I'm just throwing out But that is bold.
2: That is bold. Like, I'm in public. Bold, God. Mm-hmm. I got a hot dog. What's the first time he's ever done this? This is not This is clearly not his first rodeo. Yeah, but the way, his way that first whole rodeo. thing
3: was set up, he had his whole like thing down like you're right. He's done that multiple times. It's not his first rodeo.
0: Not his first Yankees game too, probably. So someone just noticed and was like
2: Last time, yo. Last time we saw something viral from Yankee Stadium in the stands, it was a chiropractor from upstate New York who was wearing a Mets hat and a Red Sox Yeah, that was weird. Right? Yep. And and we 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 we're, were like, why are you going to a Yankee game dressed like that? And it was paying off a bet. That guy called in. We need to find out this individual, and I need to hear from you, sir. I need an explanation. He might be in witness protection after that. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Poking a hole, poking a buzzy? hole. By the way, impressive. It just takes two stabs at it to create an entire tube. Again, That's what not he's first, a pro at this. Not his right. first time. Right. right. Not his
0: first. And look, or, not even a wait a minute.
2: Or wait a minute. He was poking considerably on either side, and that's what got somebody to like. He's not going to really drink yeah, through like, it. What is he?
0: this guy doing? I need to film this.
2: Yeah, that's guy. a good point too. I can't wait to try many it. questions, but there's only one answer: Madman, Madman. Okay, uh, Jay, can you
0: try this tonight Absolutely. film yourself, and then we can play this tomorrow? You're here the rest of the week,
2: right? Yep, I think I'm here for two or three weeks. We got to get. Uh, Really? (laughs) Uh, I was told the rest of this week and part of next. I wasn't told about a third week.
3: I'll let you know. (laughs) That was the highest register of all time. Really?
2: Really? I
3: mean, you
0: got to get a sturdy straw. Yeah, none of those paper straws. That ain't working. Because a sausage
2: hot dog ain't going to work as a straw itself. What's the
3: strangest thing you've used as a straw? What? Like, um, like I've, I've used Twizzlers before. Yeah, Twizzlers yeah. as a straw, okay. for sure. I've done that multiple times. That's about it. I mean, what uh, else? Not a, not a, not a, has dog. a hole in it. A do- uh, I yeah. mean, what the hell? <laughs> that was so strange, man.
0: Now that I think about it, okay, I would do, just trying to think of weird stuff I would use as a straw. You know those like long twist donuts? Okay. I would put a hole in that and drink a milkshake out of that. Yeah, but you but wouldn't then it last. It the wouldn't
2: last because it doesn't, you know, at least the, the donut hot dog work. has got a hard casing around okay, it. Okay, that's
0: true. So All the right.
2: liquid is not going to defray the conveyance. You get like two good sips out of that.
0: Okay. I'm just throwing out ideas here. I mean, I know. What about like when you couldn't put a hole in like what pretzel rod?
3: Oh. That, that would yeah. work. That's possible. Yeah, but that's like... Well, like you also got really to put... gotta really dig in Yeah, there. you would have to... you. It's like, was just like, one,
2: hard. two, <laughs> in the beer, done. <laughs> Not his first time. I need to know when this started. You know who I'd like to get an opinion on this is... Uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? The, Joey Chestnut? Joey Chestnut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got you. You two spend a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? That's impressive. Uh, you literally just we said, know who? <laughs> you know, I know. We but uh, when you think Hot Dogs, you should think Joey Chestnut. That's the one. So, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Kobayashi, right? Yeah, Kobayashi, no, Kobayashi, one of yeah. the other.
0: Or Badlands Booker, one of those guys.
2: We should get Joey Chestnut. What does he think? Does he think even this? is beyond a pale. Yeah, because wow. you think Does about Joey it. Chestnut think this is defiling the hot dog? Because you think Even about it. this, somebody who just masticates that's true. Right, in the most a I'm unwatchable, a I'm unwatchable a manner tweet. possible.
3: Because you know when they do those By contests, they, they take the dogs, they dip them in <laughs> what looks like water, and then they yes. eat them to make <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, okay. Right. So but I'm he, going to... What done. if you just
2: start sipping the water through it and say, gonna, screw it, I'm going to oh. blow the competition, but I'm just going to...
0: All right, I'm going to tag Joey Chestnut and ask for a (laughs) ruling. I want to hear from
2: him. Joey Chestnut. I want to hear from the madman. Hour one in the books.